Hey there, and welcome to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so glad that you guys tuned in today. So here's what to expect from this podcast, and I'm going to try to not let the perfectionism slip in here because, hey, I'm ADHD. And that's just it. That's the thing to expect. I am ADHD. I'm an ADHD life coach with ADHD, diagnosed at 28 and now 30 years old, learning still to this day other ways to manage the challenges ADHD brings to my world and to help others better manage those challenges too. My whole world is ADHD. I have a neurodivergent family. I spent eight years working in special education. I am in a relationship with an ADHD partner who has ADHD children. So really, truly, I am ADHD. And I hope that through this podcast, you learn from those experiences and you get some helpful tips and tricks to maybe help you understand, accept, and coordinate the chaos that comes from your ADHD too. Hey there, and welcome back to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so glad that you guys have decided to stick around. Welcome to episode three. In today's episode, we're going to start talking about some ADHD symptoms and traits. Now, I just want to give a quick little disclaimer here. Just because they're a common trait does not mean that you have to have this thing to have ADHD or vice versa. You know, you can you can have this trait and it might overlap with something else. Uh, that happens a lot with things that are very ADHD. So just be mindful of that as we start moving forward. <laughs> okay? All right. Um, I do want to mention, too, that new episodes of the podcast will be coming out on Fridays. But I do have ADHD. So uh, I have it in my planner. It's a, it's a thing that I, you know, plan on doing, but I am consistently inconsistent. So even though I'm going to be doing my best, this is not my full-time job. This podcast is not. Coaching is. Um, and if you're interested in coaching, go check out my website, theadhdlady.org. But I am going to try very hard to get you guys a new episode every Friday. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, but let's get started talking about some ADHD traits, okay? So the first symptom I want to talk about today is one that I don't think we talk about enough, and that's impulsivity. So impulsivity refers to acting without thinking first, right? So in someone with ADHD, it's definitely something that can continue on to adulthood, but it can look like blurting into a conversation without thinking, um, being impatient, not wanting to wait in line or wait your turn, um, blurting out answers before someone has even finished asking a question. I've definitely done that. <laughs> I've done the others too. Um, you know, it can also look like, oh, having temper tantrums. That's another one. Uh, because we're not thinking about our emotions and we're just like, I'm mad, I'm going to yell at you right now. Instead of taking that moment to be mindful, breathe in. Okay, let me think through the situation before I have this huge emotional outburst. Um, but also impulsivity can be something that leads to a lot of really 
challenging and negative symptoms for ADHDers. Impulsivity can be the cause of a lot of risky behaviors like STDs or unplanned pregnancies. You know, issues with the law where we make a decision just impulsively that leads to a really bad reaction. So this is something that it's really, really important to be mindful of sooner rather than later. Um, and definitely, you know, as we get older, we learn to better control those impulses and we learn from our mistakes. But if you're a parent of an ADHDer, helping them learn about impulsivity earlier is going to help them down the line for sure. Impulsivity can also affect our driving. You know, we can have road rage situations where we're running late and that's all we're thinking about. So we impulsively cut someone off and that can lead to, you know, getting tickets or worse, having that person like chase you down and a whole bad situation happen. It's no good. <laughs> and impulsivity doesn't have to be something that just impacts us in those really, really extreme ways. It can impact us in other ways, too. So this podcast, the way that I released this podcast was incredibly impulsive. I did not do all the prep work that you're supposed to do. And it's not because I didn't want to do the planning and organizing. I actually like doing that stuff, doing the marketing, building it up. The problem with this situation was I wasn't 100% positive if I was going to get the podcast done. If I was going to have the courage to just jump in and do the thing. And once I did the thing and figured out, you know, how to get my RSS feed started and how to get it up on my website and do all this other stuff that goes with it, I was really excited. And so I impulsively just put it out there on Spotify and Google and Amazon and was like, all right, here's episode one, <laughs> which I have recently learned was not the way to do that. So apparently when you're starting a new podcast, there's a lot of legwork that you're supposed to do first. And I did not do that. <laughs> um, what I did was I impulsively got so excited and then just just put it out there. Uh, episode one, no other episodes. So then I do a webinar the next day after I put all this stuff impulsively out onto the internet and uh, found out that you're not only supposed to do like marketing and stuff for several weeks before you release the podcast, but you're also supposed to have like three episodes ready so that people can binge them all. So luckily I had the script made for episode two. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just get that posted really quick. So I at least have two episodes out there. <laughs> um, you know, and on Fridays, I'll be releasing the next episodes in the series. But that was my impulsivity. And I think a piece of that also came from the perfectionism. Like I knew that if I didn't give in to the impulsivity, that I would sit there and beat myself up with the perfectionist side of me. I would sit there and be like, is this good enough? Is this fast enough for ADHDers? Is this too short? You know, should I be making these episodes longer? Some episodes are going to be long. Some episodes are going to be short. Like, there is no right and wrong to this. Um, and I will be sure for my ADHD viewers out there uh, to let you know when it's going to be a longer episode. Viewers, I said viewers, like you guys can see me talking to you through a microphone. 
oh well. I guess I'm used to the TikTok platform. Oh boy. But I do want to kind of circle back to what this is all about, which is impulsivity. And it's something that I didn't really think about as much uh, that, you know, I saw impulsive as like you going and doing something rebellious and silly and risky and that was it. Not as, oh, impulsive can be me putting out a podcast prematurely before I've done the right steps first. You know, I didn't realize that impulsive meant jumping into a conversation or blurting out an answer before someone finished asking a question. Like, I didn't know that was impulsivity until about a year ago. And those are things I've done my whole life. I have always been the talker. I have always been the girl who asks questions. And if someone did not want to, you know, call on me with my hand raised for 20 minutes, eventually I just impulsively blurted that shit out. Like, hello, I've got all this stuff to say. And that talkativeness, just a little side note, is often how hyperactivity presents itself in women. You know, women are known to be more talkative than men. So that's a lot of the reason why so many of us get overlooked for that symptom. But there is a difference between just a little talkative and the level of ADHD chattiness that can come out of our mouths. I won most talkative in my senior class. I also won most dramatic. They would only let me have one, so I chose the talkative. But my sister also won most talkative in her senior class. We went to different high schools, 10 years apart. <laughs> yeah. So there is a difference between just a normal level of chattiness and an ADHD level of chattiness. And I think that's why this podcast is suiting me so well, because I can let that hyperactive chattiness out. And hyperactivity and impulsivity tend to go hand in hand. And that's why I bring this whole little segue up, because what you may have in your mind as the hyperactive little white boy that's not all ADHD is. It's not. It's just not. Uh, ADHD affects women. ADHD affects people of color. ADHD is not just that stereotypical little thing that we see on TV. Like, that's not it. That's not all it is. And that's not all impulsivity looks like. And I think that's why it took me so long to understand that these other things were impulsivity, that these other things were hyperactivity, because it's not what I saw for decades on the TV. The representation of ADHD in media is so inaccurate that it makes me sick. And it's definitely a factor in why I had such a hard time with realizing that these traits that I have are ADHD. It's not me just failing as a human. But another factor in why I struggled so much to truly understand the di diagnostic criteria of ADHD uh, blah, 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 <laughs> is the time I spent in the school system. So we had in-services that talked about ADHD and executive dysfunction. And yes, there were things within those in-services that I was like, huh, I relate to that. Okay, yeah, sure. 
But the way that they presented impulsivity as a trait of ADHD was like a little boy, of course, uh, smacking another little boy in the back of the head or, you know, throwing something across the room just because they wanted to see how it went. Now, listen, I've had those things happen, too. I can tell you a story that I used to beat myself up over for years was I was in first grade. I had watched George of the Jungle the night before with my family, and we had one of those uh, traffic lights in the cafeteria. So if it was green, you could talk, no restrictions, there you go. Yellow, you could talk at a whisper, red, silent, you said nothing, or the lunch ladies would come for you. And they were kind of scary in my school, so you did not want that to happen. But the day after I watched George of the Jungle, the green light came on after it had been red and then yellow for quite some time. So that hyperactivity was kind of building up inside of me and I was slowly dying from how quiet I was being made to be when I really needed to let it out. So how did first grade Amanda decide to let that out? Well, I impulsively decided that I was going to stand up on my seat when the light went green, take my hands and fists to my chest and go, just like George of the Jungle. Yet that happened. That, uh, that, that, that happened. How do you think that turned out for my little ADHD butt? Yeah, not well. And that is one of the things that was on replay in my brain for years to come. I would sit there and when I was feeling bad about one thing or another, that moment would come into my head. Oh, hey, (laughs) let's ruminate a little more. Remember that time that you were an idiot and decided that you were just going to stand up and start screaming in the middle of the cafeteria? Yeah, Amanda, you suck. And then the lunch ladies pulled you out and they called your teacher and you got yelled at in the hall and you lost recess and that was horrible. You did that. You did that silly, stupid thing. Yep. That that was a, a conversation that I've had with myself on many occasions. That was my impulsivity, though. It was a way that it was showing itself when I was a kid. I mean, that's just one example. But it's something that I did not realize until in the past two years. And now... I look at that story and I laugh at that little kid and oh my gosh, they made me be quiet for so long. I mean, they were just asking for me to have an outburst. That's on them. And what did that do? Listen, that did not have these like huge ramifications, which other impulsivity can definitely have, but it did beat me up for years. I lived with that shame and that guilt for years. And it's because I didn't understand that that thing happened because my brain worked differently. And I couldn't give myself the kindness to release that guilt and shame. Now, now I give myself that kindness. Now I allow myself to just look back on that and laugh. But I realize that impulsivity affects so many of us in other ways that we can't just look back and laugh on. 
that really do have those long-term consequences. And that's why this trait needs to be talked about more. It is a legitimate symptom. This is something that is part of the DSM. And yet the conversations around impulsivity are, you know, about these little boys just not keeping their hands to themselves. Okay, sure, that is something that can happen when you're impulsive. You might get mad and do something reckless, like smack your friend. Or you might pull a little Amanda and have a friend <laughs> on your other friend's playground cut you off when it was supposed to be your turn to do the obstacle course that y'all had created. And so what do you do? Because they weren't being fair and waiting their turn. Yeah, I bit her. That was what I did. My impulsive behind just decided that you're not waiting your turn. Hump! And I full on chomped her arm. Like, I mean, you know, she wasn't injured to that degree. I had some self-control, but not much. Not much. Let me tell you. And there are other ADHDers in my life who have had very severe consequences to their impulsivity, but those are not my stories to tell. I have had friends who have had unplanned pregnancies. I have had friends who have gotten themselves into very risky situations because they just on a whim decided, okay, yeah, this is fine to go with this group of people who were questionable and other things happened that were not good. And those, those really big consequences are part of why this conversation needs to be had and really needs to be had early on so that you can teach those skills to your kid to start self-monitoring, to start being aware of how their actions affect those around them and how their actions have consequences. Because an ADHD brain does not naturally recognize reward and consequences. We see, ooh, dopamine, ooh, this is exciting, this is new, this is novel. Let me jump to those things. But it, it can be motivated by rewards and consequences and you need to teach your brain that. Because that's the structure of a lot of society. Most neurotypical brains see that, hey, there's a benefit if I do this thing and there's a consequence if I do this thing. So let me act within those boundaries. An ADHD brain doesn't know those things instinctively. So we need to be helping our little ADHD humans learn this. Learn this skill early on. Learn that your actions do have consequences. And some things that happen out of your actions may not be so bad, but some things might be really bad. And if you don't learn to control that impulsivity, then you could have that bad outcome and we don't want that for you. Luckily, to some degree, I did learn those consequences early on. And I think that's part of why I did not have the same outcome as some of my ADHD friends. Uh, I really was protected from the consequences and that was something that was well done on my parents and I was also really fearful of those consequences and that fear was almost paralyzing to a lot of my behaviors 
So that molded me into something. Um, I don't even know what that something was, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it did prevent me from making some choices that were going to have long-term consequences that were harmful to me. Um, did it completely control my, my impulsivity? No, no. But, you know, when I stole for the first time as a kid, there was a negative outcome to that immediately. I learned that consequence early on and then did not do that thing because I was so scared of something worse happening. So this is kind of a funny story. Um, I was in preschool and there were these little people that went inside a bus and these people had like different shapes and so you would like on the bottom of the little figurine and so you put the shapes in the different seats in the bus well no one played with this toy i noticed that no one played with this toy but me but the cool thing about this toy was if you push hard enough on your hand the shapes would show up as an imprint on your hand was like a little tattoo. I thought that was the bee's knees. It was the coolest thing. And yes, I did just say bee's knees. I don't know why. I don't know. So I figured out that because no one played with these things, if I put one or two of these little figurines in my pockets, when it was time for lunch, uh, I could pull out my lunchbox or snack or whatever it was. I don't know if we actually had lunch. I don't think we did. But I had a lunchbox and it was a Barbie lunchbox. I remember that. And at that snack time, lunchtime, whatever, when I was pulling out my lunchbox, I put the little figurines into the lunchbox. And then one day after school had actually ended, by the way, uh, my mom had discovered these little characters showed up inside my toy box. I was a sneaky little thing, let me tell you. And she was furious at me for stealing these things from preschool that the next school year, I had to go and return these to my teacher and was just mortified. And that was it. I did not want to steal again. I, that guilt, shame, just whoo, that propelled me to never make that bad choice again. However, there are plenty of other ADHDers out there who think that those things are unfair and then will be like, okay, yeah, so I'm just going to keep rebelling. Yeah, learning that way through fear is not always an effective strategy. So be mindful of that when you're teaching consequences to your kids. Because fear worked for me, but it also really messed with my head. And I was just too traumatized from the fear to make those mistakes. But that trauma translated into many, many other situations. So just something to, to think about. All right, guys, I think I have babbled on enough for you for today. Impulsivity, big ADHD trait, something to definitely teach your kids about early on. Teach them that their actions have consequences, but be kind and considerate when they're learning these things because it's not going to be something they learn overnight. They're not just going to all of a sudden stop being impulsive. That's not going to happen. I know that my impulsive actions have consequences, but does that stop me from interrupting? 
no, not always. And sometimes my interrupting comes from more of a, oh my God, I don't want to forget this. So I interrupt in a neurotypical way instead. Um, yes, because spoiler, neurotypical people also interrupt in conversations. They just do it differently. So an ADHD will be like, oh my gosh, I know, right? And then they segue into the thing they want to say. A neurotypical person, they're just much sneakier and manipulative about it. They'll sit there and be like, oh, wow, you know what? That's such an interesting thing. So this thing happened to me and they're still taking over the conversation, but they're doing it in a way that's just not as impulsive, not as noticeable, if you will. Um, so yeah, that's just something to kind of pay attention to when you're having a conversation in a group. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode three of Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I will see you guys again next Friday where we'll continue the conversation on ADHD traits and symptoms. In the meantime, if you are interested in learning more tips and tricks, go check out my TikTok page, which might be why you're here anyway. If you're interested in ADHD coaching, I do have slots available. So please go to the ADHDlady.org to get more information on that. Would love the opportunity to have a consultation with you guys. So please, please check my website for that availability. Uh, you can also shoot me an email at theadhdlady at gmail.com. See, everything's nice and consistent. The ADHD lady, it's all over. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. It, that is my name. That's my account. That's my website. Uh, don't wear it out. All right. <laughs> it's time for me to stop talking. Thanks again, guys. And I will see you next week. For more episodes of Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady, I'm Amanda, signing off.